Duncan McLean is the Doctor of Movies. Doctor of Movies podcast, episode 39, Spectre. Spectre, the special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge and extortion, has an iconic place in the James Bond series, with the evil organisation having been 007's nemesis in six of the first seven films. But in the 1960s, Kevin McClory, the co-author of Thunderball, launched legal action against Ian Fleming after Fleming failed to give him appropriate credit for the novel and was awarded sole rights to the Spectre name. For this reason, despite its iconic status, Spectre has not been mentioned in a Bond film since Diamonds Are Forever in 1971. In 2013, four decades and 16 Bond films later, a deal was struck between the McClory estate and MGM to return the rights, and the studio wasted no time in reintroducing Spectre into the fold, placing it front and centre in Bond 24, called, unsurprisingly, Spectre. This organisation, do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. Do you know who links them all? After receiving a secret message from an old ally, James Bond goes rogue on what starts out as an assassination mission to Mexico City and ends up in Rome with the discovery of a secret organisation that has been behind many of the villains he's faced in the recent past. The organisation is called Spectre and the man behind it appears to be a long forgotten and supposedly deceased name from Bond's past, Franz Oberhauser. There is also trouble on the home front. The government has ordered that MI6 be absorbed into the newly formed Centre for National Security, and the head of the CNS, Max Denby, is seeking to make M and the O program obsolete with an international electronic surveillance network, arguing that secret agents with licences to kill are no longer relevant. So Bond must act alone to try and take down this organisation. Somewhat uncomfortably, this is almost exactly the same premise as the other major spy film of the year, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. The four Daniel Craig Bond films are unique within the franchise as they're the only sequence of films which operate as a serial. As such, Spectre is full of references to characters and narrative events from Casino Royale, Skyfall and to a lesser extent Quantum of Solace. But this has been taken to another level with the introduction of Spectre into the story. Screenwriters John Logan, Neil Purvis, Robert Wade and Jez Butterworth have gone to great lengths to reverse engineer the four films into a single, somewhat ungainly narrative, retconning Spectre in as the puppet master, as the author of all Bond's pain. While elements of this work well, it is simply pushed too far, trying to be too all-encompassing and neat, and the result feels unnecessarily contrived. Does everything have to be personal? Does everything have to come back to Bond? This contrivance, which fully emerges in the third act, coupled with the fact that neither of the film's two major reveals are the least bit surprising, unfortunately denies Spectre the big finale it seems to be building to. I have a question. What's that? Why, given every other possible option, does a man choose the life of a paid assassin? Well, it was that or the priesthood. (laughs) Spectre continues with the deeper psychological exploration of the character of James Bond that started with Casino Royale. This film really pushes the idea that James Bond is an assassin rather than a spy. 
and the impact that his profession has on him as a person and on how he connects with other people. It's no coincidence that the two Bond girls in this film, Monica Bellucci's Lucia Schiara and Lea Seydoux's Madeleine Swan, are respectively the widow and the daughter of assassins. The film opens with four words, The Dead Will Rise, a reference to the Day of the Dead festival in Mexico City that directly follows, but also an ominous warning of what is to come in the story and the many deaths that continue to haunt Bond. So James, why did you come? I came here to kill you. And I thought you came here to die. While continuing this character study, Spectre is also the most traditional Bond film of Craig's run. The most expensive and longest film in the franchise's history, Spectre hits a lot of the expected beats. There are exotic locations, good if slightly by the numbers action sequences, and Dave Bautista's Mr. Hinks is a return to the tradition of silent superhuman henchmen like Oddjob and Jaws. Ben Wishaw and Naomi Harris as Q and Moneypenny do an exceptional job of finding the right balance in bringing a slightly lighter touch to the film while staying in tune with the more serious and gritty world of this incarnation of 007. Returning director Sam Mendes also continues with the nostalgic homages to previous Bond films that he introduced in Skyfall. The conscientious Bond fan will spot allusions to From Russia With Love, Live and Let Die, Goldfinger, Casino Royale and many more, with the film being particularly indebted to On Her Majesty's Secret Service from which it borrows significant narrative elements. One key Skyfall collaborator who did not return for this instalment was cinematographer Roger Deakins, replaced here by Hoyt Van Hoytemann who shot Interstellar and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Spectre is very well shot and Van Hoytman produces arguably the most impressive shot in the history of the series with the four and a half minute tracking shot that opens the film. But after Deacon's transcendent Oscar nominated work on Skyfall, it can't help but feel like a slight step down. They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Skyfall was an enormous success, a true crossover hit, which not only became the highest grossing film in the franchise, but was also recognised with awards at the BAFTAs and Oscars. Spectre does not quite reach those heights. It is comfortably the third best film among Craig's Bonds. Despite being contracted to do one more, there is increasing speculation spurred on by the actor himself that Daniel Craig is done with Bond. And the conclusion to Spectre does have the feeling of a swan song to it. If that is the case, Spectre is a solid, if unspectacular, way to conclude the most interesting period in 007's history, one which has effectively revitalised the storied franchise. Three and a half stars. Spectre is a Sony Pictures release and is rated M for action violence. I'm Duncan McLean and you can find more of my reviews at doctorofmovies.com and follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Doctor of Movies.